Cool. All right. Three, two, one, clap. Oh, we cool. can do better than that. Come on. <laughs> three, two, three, two, one, clap. Three. <laughs> Let's try again. Three. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen and everybody else and welcome to a brand new episode of Freedom of Good Home, a podcast about classifieds. My name is Michael Hing and joining me as always is a man who has got a takeaway coffee cup in his hands. Uh, mm-hmm. It's Ben Jenkins. G'day Ben, how's it going? Hello Michael. Yeah, I do have a takeaway coffee cup in my hands. I, um, I'm not a very um, confrontational person. This isn't really a confrontation. Mm-hmm. Let's bring in our guests and, and I, I can ask how he'd play this. Absolutely. All right. Well, our guest today is an award-winning singer and songwriter. You would know him from his incredible back catalogue of songs and his recent viral fame last year with, a, uh, with his song Cash My Disease, which resurfaced. Um, he's got a brand new track out, uh, which we'll get to talking about in a second. It is the wonderful Ben Lee. Hello, Ben Lee. How's it going? It's going really good. Thank you guys for having me. Um, Thank you for coming. Now, here's the thing. Uh-huh. You just write into it. There's confrontation already. I'm excited <laughs> about this. I'm like, I, do you know not what? 30 I, seconds into the podcast. <laughs> okay, here we go. I think the fact that I that I label this in my mind as confrontation is like probably part of the problem. But there <laughs> was, is a, was was it in your family? Was it hard to have open and honest <laughs> conversation? I mean, I let's think get, it, let's get to the nub of this. Great, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a coffee shop up the road, um, which gave me the coffee that I'm holding right now. You can't hear, you can't see it, listeners, but it sounds no. like that's, I'm rubbing the coffee up against my mic as, Awful. as proof. Awful. <laughs> um, they do that great didn't work. look like your coffee to me, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've been going there a lot, especially during, during lockdown. I think we've spoken about it in the podcast before, Ben Lee, mm-hmm. that like in lockdown, people like baristas become like the only people outside your family you can talk to. So you tend to like... Talk to them a lot and you get to know them really well because they're like all of a sudden you have this like tiny little morsel of conversation with somebody who mm. who isn't your wife or your two and a half year old. Sure. And so you're like, what are you up to? Um, and this particular barista, I, I reckon I've known for like a year now. Uh-huh. And it occurred to me this morning that I didn't know her name. And I was right. like, oh, the... The moment has passed. Do you know what I mean? If ever I was going to just be like, hey, what's your name? The moment has passed. Interesting. But maybe it's lockdown brain. Maybe I'm just fucking carpe DMing it. I was like, I'm just going to ask her. And so I just said, I was like, just a large flat white, please. And she said, sure, Ben. And I just said, what's your name? Which, (laughs) like, no preamble. No, nothing, because right. I didn't want to. I thought, I thought if I if I do preamble and I do like if I, and I try and hedge this in any way, yeah, I might it might sound weird. So in in stripping back all of that, I just said, "What's your name?" Which and sounds like you're a police officer. Like it sounds like you're <laughs> that they're in trouble. Um, yeah, it definitely had those vibes. It definitely had like, "What's your name?" I want to complain to your manager about this. <laughs> Um, ben Lee, what would you have done in this situation? But, 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 of- wait, wait. Before we get to that, what, what was her name? Her name? Well, here's the thing. She was and how like, did she respond? How did she respond? Oh, great, great. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, she, well, she was initially taken, taken aback. And then I said, I just realized that, you know, my name because because I, I ask for coffee and you have to write it on the lid and stuff. So 
You're like, I've never written down your name on a lid. Let's yeah, let's exactly. Let's try it. Let's on. let's let's role play this out. Like, if you ordered a coffee from me, what name would I write on the lid? No, I didn't say that. I said like, so I just feel I feel like I, I should know this by now. And I even said like I feel like I've crossed the line where like it would have been acceptable. To, so so here but I at this am. Point, you're fully spiraling. You're fully spiraling <laughs> in the cafe. I've got sweat dripping down my face. There's a line of about thirty people waiting. <laughs> um, and she said, "Well, I'll tell you this much." Which was a good start. I like I like this barista. <laughs> she started with, I'll tell you this much. If I was a boy, my parents were going to call me Ben. And I said, well, that is of no use to me. <laughs> so, so I said, okay, well, I can't call you that because that's uh, not a name. Yep. And I went away while they made the coffee. And then she told me that her name was Bryn. Bryn. So now I know her name is Bryn. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, um, and do you think you can ever go back to this cafe oh, again? Oh, absolutely not. No. Which is a, <laughs> are, you, are you attracted to her? No, I'm a happily married gentleman. It's, um, it happens. It happens. <laughs> I've seen movies about this kind of thing. <laughs> Romantic comedies, well, I believe. Well, I have, yeah, to, li- I have limited to, series TV shows. Well, you I can have definitely to say, get six to eight eps. I have to this. say, Benley, that was in the back of my mind being like, how do I make it so it's not like I'm creeping? And I yeah. think in... In, in doing that, I overcompensated to the point where it seemed of like rudeness. I wanted to make a complaint about it. Absolute rudeness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like pure Larry David kind of stuff. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, in trying not to sound like I was in any way interested with it, I was just like, hey, what's your name, fuckhead? Like, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't good. I've been married for so long that I don't know how to have these interactions, I think. Yeah, yeah. But how would you have played that, Ben Lee? You've had, you've had a barista for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know her name. You feel like you should redress that. What What would you have done? Well, on, to be honest, I think the preamble you're giving to that is much more endearing than just coming out with what's your name. Like, <laughs> like if you'd have said, this is so weird. I've been buying coffee from you for a year yeah. and I've never asked you your name. It feels like we're friends. What's your name? You know, that would yeah. have been much more cleaner in a sense, but you... You definitely gave some creepy vibes, but <laughs> <laughs> I think she's just very. I think like a lot of baristas in this time, she's very good at dealing mm. with people who have forgotten how to speak to people. Yeah, who are lonely. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I will be. I will be disappointed if I can't go back um, because they they don't just make great coffee. They also make this delightful smarty cookie that I'm holding now. Oh wow! And I'll just whack that against the mic now. So um, unfortunate. Why would you do that? <laughs> and uh, and I, you know, it seems like it's pretty standard fare in Australia, or at mm. least in Sydney. I, I I'm not I'm not I don't want to speak for any of the other the other locations in Australia, but it seems like you go to a you go to a, a cafe in Australia, you can get a smarty cookie pretty easily. I'd say there's like a roll of the dice. There's like a you know. If it comes up even, they're going to have a smarty cookie. Do you know what I mean? I Michael mean, it's a ben? it's a staple. It's a staple. It's yeah. a staple. Yeah. 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 It's like um, on the but, food pyramid. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but these these particular smarty cookies, I've never had. I've never had a finer smarty cookie. First of really? all, let's talk about. And do you know what I've done, Michael? I've lulled you into a snack report without you even realizing. <laughs> ben, we have a segment on this program where I talk about the food that I'm eating, mm. and Michael is not into it. I um, hate it because as a radio professional, I uh-huh. think that um, eating while talking into a microphone is, broadly speaking, um, an insult to the audience. That's what Mm -hmm, I think, man. mm -hmm. And yet our listeners love it, can't get enough. Um, (laughs) I'll tell you what I love about this, guys. 
if you look here, without the Smarties overlapping, which I think would be a problem in terms of structure, you could not get better Smarty coverage than this. Do you know what I mean? There's not any empty space on this Smarty cookie where you could go, oh, Smarty could go there. Do you know what I mean? I but I do like I do like the little bottom cluster. There's a little cluster yeah, at the bottom. There is. That's there like is a little... The proximity between them is a little closer, and it's like yeah. they snuck an extra one in there for you. Brin <laughs> yeah, did we that. Call, we yeah, call that the that mother feature. load. That's, that's where... <laughs> I think it's great because as you eat that, it sort of tells a story. Do you know what I mean? It's, there's a big finish in terms of Smarties. Mm-hmm. As you eat towards the base of the cookie, you're going to get mm-hmm. more and more Smarties, which is what you want out of a Smarties. And that's a great yeah, thing. Or there's, also- or there's a big start because with a yeah, round well, exactly. cookie, you can't really say what the beginning that's is of true. it. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, just on going to cafes and stuff, something I've always wondered, and this is definitely a, an awkward question to ask, but uh, mm-hmm. Ben Lee, as someone who is, I guess, has been in the public eye for, I don't know, 20 odd years now in Australia, do you, and so when you go to a cafe and someone asks your name and you go, oh, my name's Ben, how, like, on what um, proportion of times are you recognized as being like the singer songwriter Ben Lee, or does it just not happen? It's a bit hard to tell. Like, I, I, if it's sincere, that's great, actually, because no, I've, I don't have the desire. I'm not one of those people who's like, God, I need to be recognized everywhere I go and I want to feel like the most important thing. But it is annoying when people do know who you are and they want to make you say your name. Like ah, it's yeah. almost like a type of hostility where, <laughs> where people be like, what's your name or what do you do? It's like, yeah. would you even say that to a normal other person in the dog yeah. park? You know? Yeah, like- <laughs> that's, that's true. And it's like, it's like okay, what, 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 can I, what, what name should I write in the lid? It's like, you've already written Ben Lu. Like <laughs> I can see that you've written... It's also funny if someone writes your full name on a coffee. That's a funny thing to do. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Benjamin Michael Lee, born yeah. September 11, 1978. I was like, I think you know enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, this is a podcast where we go through the week's classifieds and find the best and worst things to talk about. Um, ben, are you, much of, uh, are you an online uh, shopper? Do you buy things online? Do, do, you, do you use Facebook Marketplace at all? Secondhand, garage sales? What do you do? Um my wife does a lot of that, like Facebook Marketplace and Gumtree and stuff. I am yeah. a sucker for my targeted Instagram ads. <laughs> so basically, like, target me with anything and I'll buy it. I actually yeah. recently bought the Vegemite beanie, um, well, which you may have seen. You, you may have seen advertised. A, you've given yeah. it a, in a definite article like it's something that I should know about. Yeah, the well, Vegemite well, beanie. The amount of times I was targeted with it, I just assumed everybody else was. I assumed it would be like as ubiquitous (laughs) as it is in my Instagram feed. Uh, Got one of those. um, Is this just just a beanie with Vegemite written on it? Yeah, it's yellow and red. It's pretty, uh, it's, you know, I I bought one of those um, whitehead sucking uh, machines that, uh, you know, um, Uh, and I will say that your paws, them. your paws look incredible, but yeah, they're <laughs> glowing, fantastic. Um, so yeah, but I, I don't generally get too deeply into classified thing. That's more like definitely like my wife is more of the like shopper mm-hmm. and like okay. around and stuff. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Uh, well, we've got a selection of th- actually just on targeted ads. Have I talked about the spinning top on the podcast? No, you haven't, Michael. Okay. So um, you know the algorithm on Instagram has yeah. worked out, um, Ben's that I would like nothing more than a calming top to spin in this in this <laughs> lockdown pandemic, right? <laughs> and I don't know, I've never expressed an interest in spinning tops before, but somehow I just knew that that's the thing I want, is a little top I can spin and watch while it spins and it's very calming. Oh, I love me. it, I love it, mm-hmm. that's great. And, and it started off, right, that I, I feel like as I click, you know how like there's that thing that on YouTube, uh, the more YouTube um, 
videos you watch, you are more likely to become radicalized or whatever, that sort of yeah. rabbit hole thing. Yeah. That's what's happened to me with spinning tops. I <laughs> was advertised a spinning top, I reckon about a year ago. It was uh-huh. just a little plastic spinning top. It was like $10 or whatever. And I was oh, like, it oh, it started as just a plastic one. Yeah. Your, your and I didn't buy it. Entry thought, level top. I thought, I don't, I don't want to just, it's a waste. I'm like, of course, it's a calming thing to watch, but I, I recognize mm. that it's a, it's a waste. It's just a spinning top. I don't need this. Over the last year, the tops being advertised to me are more elaborate. They are more, um, <laughs> oh. they're shinier. They're, they're like swastikas and- on them. Yeah. <laughs> like say proud really- boys. <laughs> yeah, that's how they get you. Right. That's, that's how right you get in. <laughs> no, at this point, all right, the, the, the current spinning top right. that's been advertised to me for the last couple of months is Craig a- Kelly's face. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's, yeah. It's a fully titanium. Beautiful. Bright blue spinning top, right? Uh-huh. That costs. I want it. I want it. I want yeah, it. Yeah, Ben, are you just imagining that bad boy? 400 US dollars. 400 oh, US dollars. dollars, right? Which That's is cheap. That's cheap for what it is. <laughs> and, and I'm like, and the thing is, I know this is a terrible purchase, and I'm not going to buy it. I've promised myself I'm not going to buy it. But on my Instagram, it's like, it's like calling to me. It's calling to me, and that's all, it's all I fucking want is this fucking spinning top, and I can't get it out of my. Do you know every what website I, think- I go to, more spinning top ads. Do you know what I think has happened potentially with all three of us with the uh, with the Instagram algorithm? Because you're getting a lot of um, Vegemite beanie uh, ads, Michael. You're you're you've got top spinning top mania, mm-hmm. and I am being advertised almost exclusively surprisingly heavy cubes. Do you guys ever get these ads? <laughs> no. What is that? <laughs> that doesn't even spin. <laughs> no, almost by definition, it doesn't spin. Uh, not only because of its shape, but because of its heft. It's like it's like a cube that is probably the size of, um, oh, I don't know, like a couple of dice put together. Uh-huh. Um, and the whole thing is like, you won't believe how heavy this cube is. What? Uh. You, you hold the cube and it's made of a slightly heavier metal than you would expect. Yeah, I guess it's made of like tungsten or something I don't know. And is it used like do you throw it through an enemy's window or something what are you doing the with whole the, the only selling point that i can that i can see in whenever these cubes are advertised because they're little instagram videos is somebody putting it in their hand and going wow so it's, <laughs> it's not like, like so heavy that it like pins you to the earth it's just like do you know what's so holding- weird about that that like if someone had a cube and i walked past them and they were like Oh my god! You would not believe how heavy this is. I'll be like, oh, sure. I'll pick, I'll pick that up. I'll have a go. Put that in yeah. my hand. And see, I'll let let's see. Let me be the judge of that. Yeah, let yeah, me yeah, yeah, see yeah. if that really is a surprisingly heavy cube. But I'm not sure I'd pay for the experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, also Ben, also yeah. Ben, if walking past somebody and yeah. saying, "Hey, can I have a go of that cube?" about which I have no prior sort of conceptions about the weight. Is the best way to enjoy this cube. Uh-huh. Well, you'd be it, watching it, people struggling with it. You'd, you'd see people like you'd see them like going, "Oh, can you hold? Can you help me with this? Wait, give me a boost. I'm getting under it. I've got to like you know." Yeah, with your knees, lift, lift my surprisingly heavy cube with your knees. But if you are the, like the the, per, the person least likely to be surprised by the heft of this cube, mm. is the person who has purchased. After being advertised for True. so long, oh, a surprisingly sure. heavy cube. It's like when you, it's like when you say to somebody, "Hey, guess how much this cost?" Yeah, and, that put, and you have to be like, "Oh fuck, do they think it's going to be less or more?" And you have yeah. to sort of adjust in your head. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel I'd be with the cube. My point is though, I think, I think the uh, 
Instagram algorithm has basically looked at all our posts, looked at what we look at, and basically gone, I don't fucking know. How about this? <laughs> With all three of us. And it's worked every time. It's worked every time. But but um, you know the other thing about those algorithms, I think mm. that, because it's similar with TikTok, like um, obviously with TikTok, with things you like, it goes into the algorithm, right? But they yeah. also notice how long you pause on things, even if you oh. don't like it. So, yeah. so these algorithms are also designed to sell you things that you're embarrassed to like, or that you wouldn't officially go on record. Oh, so I know that yeah. this, I know that this interest in different weights of cubes is, um, <laughs> it's like a little shameful in our society. Like it's a little taboo. Sure. Sure, but, sure. but it has noticed it that when they like show a you a cube, cube, yeah, when they show you a cube, you do kind of linger on the video and you're like, geez, I wonder how I wonder how heavy that cube is. And they're like, okay, he's a few more exposures and he's going to buy this shit. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a podcast where we go through the week's cubes and find the best and worst things to Did talk about. Did you mean about. to say cubes? You just said cubes. <laughs> Did I? We're classified. Sorry. Um, By the way, we've started. We have started doing ads on this podcast uh, every mm. now and again. And if any aficionados or any sort of uh, captains of of um, of heavy cube industry want to get in touch, mm. I'm happy to review your cubes. Oh, I can't believe you are selling out and getting in bed with Big Cube. <laughs> with big, surprisingly heavy cube. Yeah, Big Cube. The Big Cube industry is corrupt. They've taken down the best podcasts. Yeah, don't you understand? <laughs> <laughs> Used to be about the cubes, man. Now it's all about the money. Um, yeah. This uh, Joe, directly- Joe Rogan is just shilling for cubes and ivermectin. <laughs> so, you know. um, so this was this is this isn't strictly classified. This is a sign that was sent in that someone saw in a shop window. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was sent in by uh, Maletta Rien. Thank you, Maletta. Thank you, Maletta it's, it's I've, I've titled the the. Uh, it's in our Google Drive. If you want to click on it, it's just a it's it's an A4 sheet of paper that's been stuck in a shop window. And it's handwritten sign that just says, did you buy our giraffe costume on Saturday the 2nd? Please call in urgently. And urgently is underlined <laughs> twice. And what it, so I think if you look at if you look at the shop, it's sort of a secondhand shop is what it looks like. Maybe there's a little bit of costumey stuff in there. Yeah, it looks to me to be like a, um, like a C's flashback. Um, yeah. I don't know why that's the first place I went. But it's, yeah, like that, a, it's like a yeah. retro shop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so this person, these people have sold someone a giraffe costume, you know, <laughs> a, a, a couple of days beforehand, and for whatever reason, they, urgently they need to be urgently contacted. Um, all right, let's just do some guesses, some classic guesses. Why do we think this? Why do we? What, under what circumstances would a person who's purchased a giraffe uh, costume urgently need to contact the person who's sold that? Because, well, I mean, look, if you were, to, and I'm not saying this happened. I'm definitely uh-huh. not saying this happened. Uh-huh. But if you were to have a giraffe costume for sale, but you also had a giraffe <laughs> that you didn't want to sell, <laughs> and uh-huh. due to a sort of mislabeling uh-huh. error, and someone was going to try and climb into the body of a real giraffe and sure. went to a fancy dress party, that then yeah, horrifying. I think that would be, that would uh-huh. be urgent. Okay. Yep. That's one option. I'm not saying, Michael and Ben, I'm not saying that's likely. I'm not saying that's likely. I'm just saying that that's a possibility. You know how sometimes in these antique shops, um, mm-hmm. or whatever, these secondhand stores, and I, I haven't spent a lot of time in them, but I've occasionally gone antiquing, you know, maybe a couple of times in my life. Mm-hmm. Occasionally you'll ask the owner about something 
and then they'll just say, oh, that's not for sale. Like, I remember specifically, <laughs> specifically, I remember being in a record, a secondhand record store in Barrel, or a shop that sold lots of things, including secondhand records in Barrel. This is probably like three or four years ago. And I saw a vinyl of um, that Miles Davis album, uh, Kind of Blue, and I thought, I don't have this on vinyl. I occasionally buy vinyls. That's part of one of the defining traits of my personality, because I have nothing else in my life. You buy um, both flat, round vinyls and Funko Pop vinyls. Those <laughs> are your two kinds Boo. of vinyls. And I, I, anyway, so I, I took it up the can and the, the guy was like oh actually this isn't for sale and just was like wouldn't sell it to me um and i don't know if he sort of saw me and judged me and said frankly <laughs> i don't think you deserve this album or if mm-hmm. it genuinely wasn't for sale it could have just had that maybe the owner had a um the owner of the shop had a specific um, emotional attachment to the giraffe costume is is, is, is my theory yeah mm. oh i see what you mean that was mm. like he regrets it he regrets it exactly basically. yeah exactly he doesn't want it and he wants it back now you know, or maybe a, maybe another staff member sold it, not um, not realizing how special it was to the owner. Um, I, I I like. I think I'm picturing a similar type of character, like a very weird, um, you know, like a Steve Buscemi type um, yeah, running sure. the antique shop, mm-hmm. um, like sure. in Ghost World or something, like a collector. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, but he he's the kind of guy that doesn't quite. He has a hard time speaking to women. Sure. Um, okay. And you know the the type of woman that struts into an antique store and makes an impulse purchase of a giraffe costume mm-hmm. it, he's so out of practice with dating that oh, it's okay. like it played on his mind after he was like i just let a woman walk out of my life mm-hmm. i didn't even ask her name she's been coming in oh. here for one year <laughs> for a whole year and, um, a whole year she, i didn't even ask her name and i was like this this is the beginning of our love story and I, I, I genuinely is a kind of a Zooey Deschanel type. Uh-huh. Yes, uh-huh. yes. She's a, what do they call it? Manic pixie manic dream, pixie girl. dream girl. Yeah, yes. yeah, yes. She's gonna... That's what is. It's Steve Buscemi. It's uh-huh. the manic pixie dream girl buying uh-huh. the giraffe costume. Now, what he doesn't realize, though, is she's actually buying it to um, as part of some sexual games that oh, she okay. uh, is involved okay. in. She's a furry. Uh-huh. And okay, she's okay. got yep, a furry yep. convention coming up that mm-hmm. she's going to be attending with her boyfriend. And so he it's destined for disaster anyway, but you can sense yep. his yearning in the sign. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, this is, this is the second romantic comedy you've pitched to us uh, on the podcast, <laughs> Ben Lee. And I didn't know this was a new this was a new thing you're into, like writing Hollywood scripts. Um, but I'm loving uh, yeah. the vibe. I think it's a solid pitch. I think it's also just romantic. Wanted, it's romantic. I, yeah. If yeah. we wanted yeah. to take it down the, uh, the crime caper avenue, she's buying it so she can break into the zoo. <laughs> and uh, and steal the gorilla's jewels. Now, hear me out. Why does the gorilla I've, have jewels, Ben? Why does the well, gorilla have jewels? Well, see, you're interested now. That's it. That's it. You're interested. Why? Why does this gorilla have? Why does this gorilla have so many precious rubies and emeralds? Well, that's for the second reel of the film, Michael. That's for the second reel of the film. Um, I saw a uh, I saw a I saw a sun in a a window once uh, around Christmas time. It was a music mm-hmm. shop in the Sydney CBD. Uh, I think it was Alan's Music or one of those shops on Pitt Street, one of those, those big uh, music shops. And it was a similar vibe to this. Uh, it just handwritten. It just said, yes, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. We sell harmonicas. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even ask. Yeah. Don't even ask. Stop no need. coming in here and bothering yeah, the yeah. staff asking us. Yes, we sell yeah. harmonicas, you idiots. <laughs> harmonicas are probably quite a good uh, stuffing, uh, st- stocking stuffer, right? Ooh. Like right now, 
I, right now, I can't think of anything worse to give to a child than a harmonica. Yeah, um, I feel like if you had a child and you gave them a harmonica, that's a world of pain you're in for. Oh, Speaking absolutely. of which, would Mo like a would your son like a harmonica for Christmas? Ben? If you send Moses a harmonica, <laughs> I will come to your house and kill you with a hammer. I, <laughs> so, yeah. Could this it, be an ongoing fun prank, Ben? <laughs> that I send your child louder and louder gifts every year for his birthday, for Christmas, that kind of thing. Do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, it could be a funny ongoing prank that I kill you with increasingly large <laughs> hammers every time you do it. Um, oh man. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And do you guys All want right. one? Do you guys yes. want do you guys want one from then? Again, this is I feel like I feel like we've invited we've invited Ben Lee onto the podcast and mm-hmm. we've told him that it's a podcast about classifieds and we're yet mm. to read a classified. Oh yeah. It's just that um we've run out of classifieds on the internet. I mean if you do have classifieds, well I don't, Michael, because this is a job offer. Sure. Okay. But, well, uh, well. Um, do send them to us um, via our Facebook page or whatever. Do do that. But, but then still, what do you got for us? It's still the sort of thing that probably would have existed in the in the classified pages because you could you could go there and see. Do you remember that, guys? Do you remember when you were looking for a job and you could go to the newspaper and you could look at the? This is a new thing I'm doing. I'm doing sort of ABC local radio. Local radio. Talk. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when the milkman would come by with his big bag of milk? <laughs> Call in. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I've, I've got a link to this. By the way, I'll put it in the chat if you want it. There you go. Okay. So this was uh, this is this is a job offer. Mm-hmm. It's from Car- Careers at Village Roadshow. Okay. It's for, it's for a male performer. The work type is casual. the The rate is thirty two dollars and fifty one cents an hour, which I imagine is specific enough to be probably a award. Uh huh. And this is at Movie World. Warner Brothers uh, Movie World, Hollywood on the Gold Coast. Warner Brothers Movie World at the Gold Coast. Now, for international listeners, Warner Brothers Movie World is a place where dreams come true. Um, it's, it's like our Universal Studios, I guess. Well, but crucially, it's Warner Brothers. Yes, yes, yes. So that's you don't don't go there asking where all the Universal properties are, <laughs> because somebody on a podcast said this was like Universal Studios. Sure. sure Do you know what sure. I mean, Michael? Mm-hmm. And what's you, the job for, Ben? Okay, Warner Brothers Movie World is currently casting Scooby-Doo's best friend Shaggy and Batman rival The Joker. This is a fantastic opportunity to work at Australia's premier theme park on the Gold Coast. With great flexibility and close access to Village Road's host studios, applicants must be able to portray the characters with strong improvisational skills. Now, I've read this ad a couple of times because um, I really Mm -hmm. need to... Answer. I think probably the most pressing question that that I can see. Ben's face is lit up. I've seen your face light mm-hmm. up, Michael. Mm-hmm. You both want to know: Are we asking for the same actor to play both these parts? Well, it says it says uh, must be able to portray the characters. So characters Absolutely. plural. Absolutely. And also, it says the Joker slash Shaggy for male performer singular. So, so yeah, this is I- absolutely looking for somebody. Mm-hmm. To be able to play, let's say, before the lunch uh, crowd, Shaggy, uh-huh. and then after your lunch break, the Joker. 
Yeah, because obviously, or even into the evening, you might want to play the twisted prince of comedy himself, the Joker. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Ben Lee, you've, I know you've been in at least one film, Rage and Placid Lake, which is a film that actually we reference or I reference on this podcast a, 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 a strange amount, I have to say. <laughs> Um, That's odd. Australian. <laughs> it's, it's just sort of that, and uh, Hugh Jackman's uh, the, the Prestige. Prestige comes up a lot. As ah, well. that's a good I'll film. T- yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why I, I reference Rage in Placid Lake a lot, Ben Lee, is because it's really good shorthand for the phenomenon that the film explores, which is like a uh, child becoming conservative because they have progressive parents, not the other way yes. around. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I just don't think there's any other pop culture touchstone that does that. Mm. Well, um, the only other one is Family Ties. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That Michael, J. True. Fox's Michael J. Fox's character, Alex P. Ties. Keaton. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> did you did you did you uh, did you watch a lot of uh, Family Ties in preparation for your role as? Uh, I, I as look. Black? I I watched a lot of it anyway, but <laughs> cle- I think that's part of what attracted me to the role. Yeah. Because I was like, oh my god, this is like an Australian Family Ties. I want to live this. I loved it. Well, well, Benley, you've you, you've you've been in films. Have you ever met an actor, and you can include yourself in this, that would have the range to be able to play both the clown prince of crime, the Joker, and Scooby-Doo's best friend Shaggy? I actually don't think it's that big a stretch. What um, are you talking about? <laughs> okay, like think about sh- yeah, like think about like Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker. I could see him playing um, Shaggy. Okay. Do you no? think Joaquin I mean, Phoenix know. would work for thirty two fifty one an hour? Actually, <laughs> fuck. Fuck. I think you might be right because I think in Paul Thomas Anderson's inherent vice, he kind yeah. of does. Yeah, play yeah, yeah. Shaggy. That's a shaggy kind of thing. Um, I'm trying to think in Australia who we could I could see Damon Harriman doing both of these. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Doesn't it kind of depend on which Joker you're doing? If you're what? doing, uh, which Joker does Warner Brothers want? Do they want? Do they want Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker? In which case, I would suggest that if kids are coming up to you as Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker to get photos taken with you, that's terrifying. It's well, absolutely terrifying. Well, Michael, or let me answer. Want, like, that, that... You let me answer that question because they they mm. very specifically answer that in this. They say they're uh, they're looking for the Joker specifically that due to their licensing agreement, is in the height range of 178 centimetres to 191. So that just clears that up. And, um, yeah. <laughs> or, like, or is it more of that, that, that sort of that 1960s, more camp joker? Oh, the Cesar case, Romero joker. Yeah, maybe that's closer to what I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but fuck, that is one of my favourite performances of all time, the Cesar Romero joker. Not least of all, because he uh, quite famously, when he wasn't playing the Joker, had a moustache. That was like one of his iconic looks. Uh-huh. And when he was doing the Adam West Batman and they were like, well, the Joker doesn't have a moustache. He said, fuck you. <laughs> and so <laughs> quite clearly under all his Joker makeup, he has a moustache, which is so funny when you consider the lengths that people like Jared Leto go to to get into the twisted mind of the Joker. They're like, er, Joker was the guy who was like, I'm not shaving my moustache. Fuck off. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you know what's oh, most, sorry, yes, do you know what kind of just blows me away most about this ad that um, this yeah. classified is that it's very rare for um, big companies like um, uh, Village Roadshow uh, mm-hmm. to, to make any kind of philosophical or religious claims. Um, yet uh-huh. they say at the bottom, they say that they're a company that, uh, encourages fun, entertaining, and enthusiastic environments while creating joy and memories that last lifetimes. 
<laughs> so, so they are reincarnation stands. Um, and I just, uh, I, I found that really surprising. Like I thought like, look, I think the idea of like creating joy for a lifetime is uh-huh. enough. I'm not asking for future lifetimes. Of, you know what I mean? It's like, it's a lot. Can you imagine like, you know, cause sometimes people, people feel like they have memories from past lives Mm. And it's like significant. They're like, I remember like living on a farm and I'm, I, there's a language that I understand. And then they talk to like a kind of like person who's in touch with that. And they're like, oh, that mm. language is whatever, blah, blah, blah. Can you imagine being like, I have this memory of going to Warner Brothers movie world <laughs> and chatting with the fucking Joker, who by the way, was doing like kind of a weird shaggy voice as well. <laughs> What's that about? Uh, I would like to direct you both to the uh, benefits available to you if you took this job. If you're a successful applicant for this job, mm-hmm. you would get, number one, unlimited, unlimited free entry to our theme parks, including, obviously, Warner Brothers Movie World, Hollywood well, yeah, man, Coast. you fucking work there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we won't charge you to come to work. You will also get food and beverage and retail Discounts. So if you would, for example, like a Ben Jenkins or Ben Lee nameplate in the Batman font, that would come to you at a discount. You would get unique team member events. I imagine sort of trust building with the with Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, etc. Mm-hmm. And also, this is what I like, another one, an opportunity for professional development. So just say, <laughs> after a year, you're like, hey, I'm done with this shaggy Joker bullshit. Yep. I would like to be in the Police Academy stunt show. They yeah. might be like, okay, fair enough. We'll that- train you up how, how to jump off a, um, a Wild West roof into a vat of water. Well, you need that. You don't want to be stuck playing Shaggy and, and, and Batman's rival, the Joker, forever. You we don't want to be I mean? typecast as Shaggy and or the Joker. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's a it's a little known entry point into the upper echelons of show business. Uh, playing yeah. these characters at, at uh, the theme well, park. Well, Benley, I noticed in the in the trades the other day that, that you've recently been signed with Warner. And yes. what's what's mm. what's not known is that your uh, your entry to that was being signed with Warner <laughs> Brothers Movie World. Yes. To play Shaggy and yeah, yeah. And I did. Joke. Um, I was. Um, what's the little pig's name? Porky pig? Um, Porky pig? Yeah, Porky pig. Porky pig. That's it. Uh, it's yeah. my. It was a. It was a real. It was kind of a rebellious act against like growing up Jewish. Like I just kind of wanted to. <laughs> I just kind of wanted to make the Jewish community like squirm a little bit and feel like sure, they don't sure. own me, you know. And yeah, I thought absolutely. I'll I'll show them. And uh, and look, one thing led to another, and signed to Warner for my whole catalog, and it's been really, really good, really lucrative. You, know? you were playing, you were playing Porky Pig uh, slash uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character in Inception. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey there, Ben here again with another message from our pals at Road. Rode are a Sydney-based manufacturer of audio equipment, including the microphone that I'm talking into now. Uh, They have some extremely good gear, and the one that I want to talk about today real quick is the Rodecaster Pro. It's an audio interface, but also a complete standalone podcasting studio with a heap of inputs, um, all with their own dedicated faders. Um, And also I discovered recently the ability uh, to be powered by an external power bank, which is useful if, for example, you need to record a podcast in your car so you don't wake up your son Uh, in the middle of a global pandemic, for example. Um, You can find out more at... Now, there was a bit of confusion last week around the spelling of this website, so let's make this clear. It's www. uh, And that dot is just a full stop. 
the kind you'd use in a normal sentence, and then road, and you spell that the way that the company spells it, and then com, which is C-O-M. So that's www.road.com. Right, back to the show. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of your um, your sort of musical exploits, uh, Ben, I did notice that you've uh, released some new music recently, which we should which we should talk about a little bit. Yeah. Um, it just came out this weekend, so I guess if people are listening to this on Monday, you can go find it. It's available streaming everywhere right now. Um, the the music clip to this um, to this song, Ben, is I will say um, very very funny. The, the track is called "Born for This Bullshit," mm. and I would say it's one of the most insane music clips I've seen in a long time. I, I agree. I, I agree. <laughs> you're sort of you're sort of naked, but tastefully covered by a glowing dot. Mm-hmm. Doing um, a sort of a a hoedown dance, I guess is how I'd I would say describe the moves it. are sort of hoedown meets Magic Mike. Yeah. Although I don't know if those are the moves or because <laughs> the, the, the you're naked. Yeah. Uh, um, first of all, can I just say you got a rockin' yes. bod? You're looking yeah. great. You're looking. Thank great. you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was look. It was heavily based on me and Byron Spencer, who directed it. He's a genius, and we were like, we started throwing ideas around. And I was like. I find Elf Yourself really inspiring. Do you remember those, like, you know, those things where they put your hands on different bodies? People would be elfing themselves. I yeah, remember that. Yeah. There was so, a time when you couldn't, you couldn't talk to your auntie without being sent to her having elfed herself. No, that's right. And yeah. you know, aunties are really like a core demographic for me. Core. And I was like, how do I get to the aunties? And yeah, um, I thought, yeah. you know, elf yourself. Um, no, but so yeah, the the video is it is total madness. And you know, we were sort of like how far is too far with it? And I just kept mm-hmm. going, more is more. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so yeah, I definitely encourage people to check it out. Um, it's, I just think it's, it's nice to, um, you know, like when I was younger, I've always been just a sort of innately optimistic about things, but I think when mm-hmm. you're younger and optimistic, people write it off as like Pollyanna-ish or naive or something. Sure, sure, and sure. as you, if you grow up and take your hits, you know, and grow up and remain optimistic it just becomes sort of lunacy, and um, and and that's and so my brand has evolved. That's really true, though, isn't it? Like you see, like an optimistic young person, and you're right. You're like, that's naive but sweet. And then you see like an optimistic person who's like in their 30s or 40s, and you're like, how has life not crushed you? Like, yeah, how you survived? Why is none of this going in? Like, what's- yeah. Now that's right, but that's I sort of think like in a way. Like, for instance, like, I mean, without getting, like, going too far down this road, <laughs> I don't think this is what the audience for the podcast wants to talk about, but climate change, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. like, we have to be solution-oriented, and it's mm-hmm. very hard to be solution-oriented if you're caught up in depression. It's really yes. hard. It's like, you need to, like, we need to sit down and take an honest look at the numbers and the statistics or COVID or whatever and go, okay, what solutions are available to us? What can we do? Yeah. Let's make it happen. Because there's literally no other way you can solve a problem, you know? Yeah, and as I saw you dancing in a pink cowboy hat, naked, <laughs> with an uh, Elf Myself-sized head, that's exactly the message I got, Ben. Yeah, like, man. It, was, it was telegraphed to me loud and clear in the video. So <laughs> that's the, right. the, 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 the single is called uh, Born for This Bullshit. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's available wherever you stream your music. Where's yep. the? Where can where, where can people see this bonkers film clip? Is it on, is uh, it on YouTube. YouTube? Yeah, YouTube. Or they go to my socials and it'll link to it. Benley Music. And okay. the al- it's all off an album coming out next year called "I'm Fun" with an exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> Just how has uh, your pandemic been as a as a as a I would say very optimistic 
uh, person. How have you um, how have you found the past sort of eighteen months or so? It's definitely been challenging, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm in two minds, and I'm always probably in two minds. Like, it's challenging, but I also just the nature of being an artist and surviving in the world means mm. d- you can't dwell on what's challenging too much. You have to like mm. adapt and pivot mm. and change and grow, and so. It's more been like a, a challenge for me to sort of like just lean into what's actually happening and make the best of it, and that's sort of mm. yeah, that's sort of how I try and keep my mindset. How do you, how do you view? I'm sure a million people have already asked you this, but obviously with the coronavirus pandemic, um, your song from a couple of years back, "Catch My Disease," has just been everywhere. Like in people are using it in TikToks, people are you know making memes out of it and stuff. How has how, how, what's it like? I guess having a song that was that big, you know, a couple of years ago, and then having it having a resurgence for, I guess, yeah. something you could never have predicted. Well, it's I, funny because that's an um, issue with that. Sorry, I think he did yeah. predict it and possibly <laughs> caused it. <laughs> yeah, it was part of my deal with Warner. Um, yeah, uh, no, uh, yeah, you know, it was like that, and we're all in this together. They both like took on these new lives, yeah. and look, the biggest lesson that came from it ultimately was that you have no control over what happens to your art. Like you make it, you put it out there (laughs) and it's going to be useful in whatever way it's going to be useful. So, um, so yeah, it's good. Oh, and I'm a time traveler. So, you know, sure. Okay, good, good. Nice. Yeah. I was, cause I'm just looking at the track listing of your new album and it's got something about a robot revolution that will kill us all. (laughs) And another song. That's that's a real banger. That's a fun little bop too. (laughs) And and another song about Bill Gates and 5G and microchips. I don't know exactly. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, totally. And, um, and yeah. one's predicting Grimes and Elon Musk's breakup. And, you know, there's yeah, all kinds of stuff in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, ben Lee, do you, have a, uh, do you have one final classified for us uh, to bring us home? Yeah, I do. Um, so I've got this one. Where does this come from, actually? This one's from Reddit. Oh, from uh, Reddit. Someone okay. asked you a question in Reddit. Yeah. And did somebody send this in, Michael? Or uh, this no, this was a little this research. Was, this was from us. This was this is this is OG from us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's in uh, it's in the section legal advice. And it's been 96% upvoted. So this is clearly a question that applies to a lot of people and a lot of people sure. want answered. Uh-huh. Uh, here's the heading. Can I rent a billboard saying that someone owes me money? It's <laughs> a great question. It's a great question. Uh, okay, let's clarify a little deeper. The, oh, the poster I forgot to say is uh, don't open a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the profile. So what we're getting here, we're getting clearly is that someone has opened a restaurant, probably yeah. with a partner or a vendor or something. Someone's sure. owned the money. Owns the money. Uh-huh. They want to figure out what to do. Here, this is yeah. the description. Yeah. yeah. I have a customer in Texas that owes me a substantial amount of money. I've threatened to rent a billboard right outside his office, making the public aware. Is this even legal? <laughs> I love it. I love that's his first line of defense. <laughs> I've tried calling. I've ah. tried asking. I've tried emailing. And now the next step, billboard, baby. No no judge, Judy, or small claims court yeah. for this guy. No, this no. guy's going straight to the billboard. But I also like that he kind of is noting his own absurdity. Like, is this even legal? Yeah. Is usually yeah. someone on the receiving end of something says. <laughs> this guy's like, dude, I just did this. Is this even legal? <laughs> just imagining someone like just beating someone to death, being like, is this even legal? <laughs> Are we even allowed to do this? <sighs> 
It's a good um, question though. Is it even legal? Sorry, is there more? To, is there more to the post before we before no, we? No, that's it. No, that's, that's it. the whole that's post. It. Yeah. yeah, I I guess yeah, I guess well, it would be legal, wouldn't it? Surely it's legal. I can't imagine why it would be illegal. It's slander. Well, it's, no, someone could sue you for damages if it affected their business and their reputation. That's true. I that's think it true. comes down to whether it's true or not. But here's my question: We don't mm-hmm. really know beyond uh, from the from the from the ad copy. Uh, what his business is, but Ben Lee has sleuthed from his username that he owns a restaurant. Now, here is my question. How can a patron of a restaurant rack up such debt that it would be worth hiring a billboard to recover it? Totally. Totally. Right, like, what what yeah. do you think? A billboard's going to cost, what, like, say, like five grand or something to put up, probably, I imagine? It's, I mean, it would cheap. differ from city to city. And sure, from, and... From, from street to street. I guess of, of size of board as well. Um, but also, unless there is a pre-existing billboard outside the office, this man would also be commissioning the like the construction of said billboard. You know? Well, I think there is. I think he is. Because he said, I'm going to rent a billboard right outside his office. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So okay. It sounds like there is one. There's a yeah, billboard okay. there. It's advertising. It might it might already be a picture of the guy saying how he doesn't owe anybody money. Yes. And that would be maddening from the perspective <laughs> of the of the person to whom he owes money. Do we do think you know this what? is a do we do we think this is a um succulent Chinese meal kind of guy situation? Oh, a guy who's done a runner. The guy who's done a runner, you know, who's 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 frequently doing runners from restaurants and as a result uh has racked up a lot of, you know, a lot of bills that way. Or Look, it could be. Do we think this is a situation where he turned up and just had a $10,000 meal, whatever that might be? <laughs> uh, yeah, Do you yeah, think yeah. there is a point at which you could keep ordering food at a restaurant <laughs> until they asked you to stop? <laughs> like, like, do you think if you were like, I'll have that, I'll have that, I'll have four of them. Do you reckon they'd be like, eventually, like, this is too much food? Or do you think they'd be like, I'll just keep them coming? I mean, sometimes you're at a restaurant, oh, the wait staff will be like, I think that's enough. I've, I've definitely heard oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah. Like when there's a group of us or something and we order and we're like, ah, uh, we'll get this and this and this. And then I've, I've had, I've had wait staff be like, all right, that's enough guys. Do you know um, whenever we're at a restaurant, me and Anya, and we ask that question, we go, mm-hmm. is that enough? And they go, every time, every time. It's like, they've been like, it's like, it's like it's activated them and they have to sure. say it. Uh, you go... Try this, listeners, and Ben Lee and Michael. When you next to a restaurant, say, do you reckon that's enough? Here's what they will do every single time. They will look at their pad, they will look at you, and then they'll say, you can always order more. And then you say, like it's the first time you've ever heard it, you know what? We can always order more. <laughs> that's a really good point. Thank you. But also, um, and then you never order more. Never order. Because you've already, like, why do you want to wait another 20 minutes for, like, (laughs) extra papadums? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Do you know what this guy's missing a trick? This guy who wants to uh, rent a billboard to settle settle his grievances, he's missing a trick. Because as you said, Michael, without knowing the specifics of the street and the location and all that rest of it, billboards are expensive because you've got to put them up, somebody's got to climb a ladder, and you've got to get it designed and whatever else. Do you know what we discovered back at university is like astonishingly cheap, mm. weirdly cheap. And I imagine this would still be the case, if not more so now. Mm. You know those ads at movies, not the ones that come after the lights are down, uh, no. but the, the ones that are like, hey, the, the ones that are playing as you walk in. 
Hey, I'm Terry from Terry's Real Estate. You got a house you want to sell? Well, give it to Terry and he'll get you a good price. And then yep. it's like, it's like it was those ads that look like they were made in Microsoft PowerPoint. Yeah. They are like $40. Yeah. Something, so the, in, the, something in the, the ballpark. It definitely wasn't triple digits. No. So the trick is if they're a single, because I've recently looked into this, uh, if they're a single frame, uh, and you just a voiceover with a single frame, you can get them for about 45 bucks now. If you want to do like a moving image situation, it's a little bit more because they go for a little bit longer. But if you just want to have like a, honestly, like a photo of a photo of someone and like this man owes me money, 45 <laughs> bucks is all it costs. <laughs> yeah, and you're really moving into an industry that's just exponentially growing. People going to theaters <laughs> to see movies and getting there really early and watching all of the ads. <laughs> but I, I wonder if, um, like, for example, if you went into, if you could predict that someone was going to be at a movie session and was able to rent out that movie cinema to show an ad specifically about them in that movie cinema, that would be the greatest prank in the world. Like, if you were able to yeah, know- someone's that on it, a date. Yeah, exactly. So if this, if this guy was on a date, for example, and then you knew that he owed you $10,000 for all the puppetums he ordered at your restaurant, for example, right? And then he did a runner. And then you showed a photo of him on a date. Sorry, you showed a photo of him while he's on his date at the movie theater. It was just like, this man owes me $10,000 for puppetums, his photo. I mean, yeah. that would that would be incredible. The, the, imagine the, the feeling of, imagine if you were on a date with someone and then their face came up on the screen <laughs> owing $10,000 for puppetum. Do you know what else you could do? Uh, I'm just I'm just running the numbers now, Michael, and you're, you're, you're better with numbers than I. Um, you, know, you, host, you host a television show called Letters and Numbers. But... um. <laughs> If, let's say these ads take like 30 seconds, which it feels like they probably do. 30 mm -hmm. seconds, that's, mm -hmm. that's a nice round number, mm -hmm. $45 per. Mm -hmm. How much would it cost to basically force the Dendi to run a feature-length film of your own making? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> now, is this, is this also calling out someone who owes you a significant amount of money? No, this could, this, just just... Be, this could just be me making uh, The Rage and Placid Lake 2. <laughs> right, <example>. okay. <laughs> Where... But where Placid Lake goes to Placid Lake, the Oliver Platt movie, uh -huh. and has to fight an alligator. <laughs> I nice. mean, Benley, you've already pitched a couple of movies to us. May we now pitch one to you, yes. where you fight an alligator, apparently. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I guess, so what you're saying is, Ben, mm -hmm. I buy a ticket to go and see <laughs> um, Batman or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. and I, and, and, but before Batman goes on, I turn up at 9.30 because that's when the cinema's going to start. The yep. movie's going to start. Before then, though, I watched like a 90-minute movie that, mm -hmm, that you've I've made, made under movie. the guise of it being an ad. Yep. But it actually is a movie just, in which Ben Lee, singer-songwriter, award-reading musician, fights an alligator. Possibly. That's what you're I suggesting. mean, that's just one idea. Oh, man. Uh, ben Lee, this has been an absolute delight having you on. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, to come hang out with us. Uh, you can find uh, Ben Lee's new track, his latest single, Born For This Bullshit. It's available wherever you stream things. You can watch the uh, video of it on YouTube uh, and see him dancing uh, in a pink cowboy hat um, with his head slightly enlarged. And it's a it's kind of a hoedown vibes. It's Some nice socks. Yeah, go Some good, like, uh, good yeah, socks. Yeah, great good socks. Sort of almost, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Ben, I thought uh, I might take this opportunity to shout out to people who have reviewed our, our podcast. Sick. Uh, because, you know, hey, what are we if not, um, uh, what are we if not internet people who require validation? Um, this person, because uh, I, I, I worked out on iTunes, you can actually check reviews from other places that aren't just Australia. So I've done that. Uh -huh. um, 
So, uh, Amor Nicole in the USA has written, given us five stars and said, shockingly good for a podcast that is 70% references to the Hugh Jackman film, The Prestige. Mm-hmm. Um, the other 30% is the yeah. Rage in Placid Lake. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and also, uh, Little Mountain 93 in the US also has written five stars. I used to listen to edifying content, but now I'm addicted to this absolute fucking nonsense. So, Wonderful. Um, thank you. Thank you for writing those reviews. Um, if, if you want to get in contact with like- us. Yeah, if you'd like to leave a review, you can do so. Uh, there's no law against it. It's like no. ordering more at a restaurant. They, yeah. you can just do it. You can I mean, you could you could leave it. a review of um of any of the you could leave a fake review of any of the many movies that we've been being pitched today. Um, you know, <laughs> give a little film review of those uh, on iTunes. Uh, also, if you want to find us, we have a Facebook uh, page, facebook.com/slash/freedomagoodhomepodcast. Uh, if you've got a classified you want to send us, uh, you can do it there on our Facebook page, or you can post it to our Facebook group or tweet it. At FTAGH pod. Um, or I guess if you know where uh, comedian Tom Walker lives, you can print it out, tie it to a brick, and throw it through his window. Um, yep, that always get gets us. back to us because he calls and goes, What the fuck? So that's a, <laughs> it's a pretty, it's double handling in a way, but um, uh, I'm really fun. excited, Ben, because this weekend, this weekend, yeah. October 2nd, is the debut of uh, Celebrity Letters and Numbers on SBS. I would love everyone to watch it. Um, I looked in the paper today, it got a, it got, frankly, a, a paltry three-star review in the paper, but it read like a four. It read like a four, in my opinion. <laughs> you can take the boy out of the Melbourne Comedy Festival. <laughs> and just, you know, it was like the, there was only 20 people watching it, but they were a good 20. They were a good 20. Please watch Letters and Numbers because Hing's pretty sure that Chortle's in tonight. It'd be great if you could make a lot of noise. Support him there. Uh, it is a very great show, wonderful format with some of your favourite guests from Free Real Good Home on it and also some people who've never been on this show. Fuck them. Uh, so that's it from us. Uh, thank you again so much, Ben Lee, for joining us. And until next week, bye! If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain If you're not into yoga If you have half a brain If you like making love at midnight In the dunes of the cape I'm the love that you've looked for Write to me and escape Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.